Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 274. In just a moment, the queen will be joining us, Charlotte Flair from the WWE. I've been watching this every single Sunday night, to be honest with you. Uh, the WWE's Most Wanted Treasures. And it's the season finale. I'm actually kind of bummed about it. Uh, she'll be featured with her dad, uh, Charlotte, and Ric Flair. Woo! Season finale this Sunday, June 20th. I've been really enjoying those. All the uh, the biographies they've been doing, Ultimate Warrior, Bret Hart. You know, obviously a huge crossover with, uh, with Guns N' Roses and, and WWE, as we've had CM Punk on, we've had Drew McIntyre, but now... Let's wait no longer. Let's get the queen, Charlotte Flair. Well, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I am honored to be in the presence of the queen, even though it's on the phone. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I'm really excited. I've really enjoyed the WWE Most Wanted Treasures uh, series. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Have you had a lot of fun watching it as someone who's obviously grown up around it? Is it, you know, kind of like this memorabilia? Does it kind of strike a chord with your heart as well? Yeah, I think... Um what's most surprising to me is seeing these pieces and what they mean to people and how much time and effort and money they spend on looking for them. It's really neat. Yeah. Uh, so when you were growing up, did you have kind of like your own memorabilia Did or were you kind of like desensitized to it? You know, having honestly like- desensitized. Yeah. But like the only thing I've ever collected as a kid is I was a gymnast when I was younger and I always collected uh, my, like every level that I got to the pins or the certain events. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I just, and especially to wrestling gear, I was definitely desensitized. Like my dad's pieces weren't, you know, this sounds terrible, but it was my dad's pieces. They were normal. Right. It wasn't like special. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you walk around as a, you know, little queen with his robes? Like, and just think that was just, you know, daddy's normal robe. <laughs> um, I don't know if I did that, but I definitely <laughs> took every opportunity to show off my dad. Like I remember in kindergarten, um, my dad brought his big gold belt for show and tell. So as every there's actually a picture of it online everywhere. Um, so as everyone brought, you know, parents day, their dad was a doctor or a lawyer or a fireman or many different uh, occupations. I was like, here's my dad and here's his big gold belt. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, I yeah. mean, now, do you have anything like a, a keepsake maybe of yours that you're, you're keeping? You know, if we do uh, a most wanted treasures two, is there something of Charlotte Flair? that maybe you you had once and you've been looking to get back? Yes, my Divas Championship. Oh, It no. went missing in my move two years ago, and I have been mad about it ever since. So, yes, okay. definitely that. Okay, now we got to do a sequel. We got to get on the uh, on that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it's funny, the episode when they look for Brutus, uh, the Barbara Beefcake's uh, shears, 
and they went to this guy Roger's house in Massachusetts. And just oddly enough, that guy owned a tattoo shop where I got like half of my tattoos when I did radio up in Cape Cod. It's just very strange to see him on uh, on TV with you guys. Um, you know, I don't know if you oh, can, that's crazy. Yeah, because it's just like a, a really tight knit fan base. Obviously, you know, uh, and so that's why if you could tell the name of my podcast is a crossover with wrestling and appetite for distortion, Guns and Roses. And I often talk about the memorabilia of GNR. And when I had Drew McIntyre on the show a few weeks ago, and I was asking what he would listen to on the way to the ring, you know, when GNR was one of the bands. So I'm hoping you have the same well, answer. You know, I have the patience lyric. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you can tell me maybe about your, your fandom a little bit about Guns N' Roses, you know, why they're, they're so special to you. Well, it's just my little brother. Um, my little brother that passed away a couple years, or gosh, in 2013. Um, he loved Guns N' Roses. Like, loved, loved, loved them. And we always listened to Patience together. So when he passed away, I just, I listened to the song to this day all the time. And that, you know, a little patience just stuck with me. So I was like, oh, I'll get a tattoo. You know, I also have uh, patience tattooed on me, but it's in Hebrew, so it just says patience. So, that's, oh, that's cool. That's probably the one thing that we have in common because I have uh, no athletic ability. <laughs> so, what do you uh, what do you normally listen to when you go to the ring? You know, do you have like a pre workout? You know, or get psyched up to go uh, when you're going out before your music hits? Really, everything. Like, there's no particular genre that I like really listen to okay. i like a little bit of everything like if it sounds good oh i like it okay because i've seen and it, it obviously as a as a fan and maybe because i see you tweet you know you and gnr shirts and i believe you even went to a concert uh right oh, i've been to a few okay. yeah and, um i saw them in vegas i saw them in atlanta where else did i see them was it just twice okay i swear i saw them one other yeah that first year that they went back on tour Okay, because it's such a crossover because it's funny. I obviously have a lot of GNR stuff around my house. If we were doing a Zoom, you would see my entire backdrop. But also, my fiance has allowed me to take a couple of my wrestling buddies with me. So I, I have uh, Big Boss Man and Macho King right now in our bedroom. Do you remember the wrestling buddies? That's cool. <laughs> do you remember? Yes, them? I do remember them. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm just making sure. I didn't know if that got weird for a second. Like a wrestling buddy. What do you go? I don't want to know what's going no, on. No, no, no. <laughs> I knew what you were talking about. Yeah. What is, um, I guess what's been the most surprising piece of memorabilia over to go back to the series that you were surprised that maybe, um, somebody didn't want to give up. I always like that to somebody doesn't want to give up because it's so important to them. You're like, oh man, come on! Why don't you give that up? Like maybe like one of the Andre the Giant one that just uh, was released. People were uh, didn't want to give away his passport, you know. So is there maybe one didn't want to give up, or is there, you know, throughout the whole series, was there a very surprising moment to you? You're like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't know about this piece of memorabilia. I didn't know, you know, how much this was worth. Was there anything anything surprising about this series so far with you? Uh, no, I just think it's just no. You can't buy someone's. The, no amount of money after they find this piece that they've been looking for to collect that the money doesn't matter to them. Like you can't buy them. Just the, that piece means so much. I think that's what was so surprising to me because there's nothing really that 
I have of somebody else's. I mean, obviously, yeah. Like if my dad gave me something or my little brothers, I wouldn't want to give it away, but that's also my family's items. Right. Like to see someone else have something of someone else's and not want to give it up no matter what, that, that was pretty surprising to me, I think. Yeah. And especially always, always funny when they haggle just for like another 25 bucks or something. I'm like, come on, it's not going to make, that's, is that really going to make that much of a difference? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> But no, I mean, it's it's neat to see that people, you know, have that much, I guess, passion or interest for it. It's really unique. Do you have anything now? I mean, I know we discussed, uh, you know, you were younger, but now, you know, maybe that you're in the business, did maybe like a, somebody you faced off against that, you know, maybe it gave you a, you know, like how basketball players or football players trade jerseys, you know, at the end of the game. Do you, have you ever had an experience like that trading tights or <laughs> someone do you have any do you have any like, i don't i mean maybe we're just too young in our careers or we're like no we're gonna wear this gear again <laughs> you can't have this <laughs> fair enough fair enough well uh thank you so much charlotte i hope we get to do this again you know you're i think you're one of the best if not the best uh women wrestler uh, or wrestler just in general uh, going today i can't wait to see how far your career goes and then uh you know as we do most wanted treasures part seven you know, we'll see. Uh, part seven. <laughs> yeah, part seven. We, we, we'll see what uh, people have of Charlotte, and I hope we get back your, your Divas Championship. Me too. Thank you so much, sir. You got it. Thanks so much, Charlotte. Have a great day. You too. Sir, <laughs> I'm like two, maybe three years older than her, but still, I guess it's a compliment to be called Sir by the Queen. In this interview and the series that WWE is doing with the Most Wanted Treasures gives me an idea. So when I've had you on the podcast on Fan Obsession, one of the questions I usually ask is, you know, I, I try to keep it the same. I ask the same two questions to all the fans. What's your favorite Guns N' Roses song? And what's your favorite piece of GNR memorabilia? And I would like for you to do that. You don't necessarily have to be on the podcast. You don't have to wait to be on a Fan Obsession to do that. But you can do something... Like, and I'll give this uh, dude a shout-out, and I'll give more shout-outs in a moment for Mr. Maelstone. Uh, but we, Neil, from the UK, I think he's from Scotland, he sent me a bunch of old newspaper articles and, and ticket stubs, and I shared them on social media and Instagram, and they led to some really great conversations with all of us. So if you have ticket stubs, magazines, you know, or just a piece of any, you know, a photograph, anything you want to share and you want to use the podcast platform to kind of reach more GNR fans to have a good discussion about your cool collection, just hit me up. Email, social media, however it's done. So, uh, so while this is going to be a shortish episode, what I would like to do, which I haven't done in a while, is Mr. Mailstone. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. So, Mr. Mailstone, where I read some of your messages, you've either sent me on email at the AFT show at gmail.com. Right now, the emails, which continue to, uh, to please do so, uh, questions or topics or anything, you have any questions about uh, the, the book I'm working on with Doug Goldstein, his autobiography. Uh, I will say, and I'm going to keep everything real, uh, we've both been very busy lately, so it's been a, on a little bit of a hold for a few weeks. 
but I'm still doing work as much as I can in my end with uh, what we have down. And with just things like very basically transcribed, you know, I'll take uh, Zoom interviews and, uh, you know, I kind of just lead him with the conversations and I transcribe those and uh, the transcription program isn't perfect. So I have to go in and kind of fix it up, clean it up a bit. And then now I'm, I'm kind of uh, organizing it and shaping it to see what's going to fit into what chapters. But we have well over 100 pages down. So that's consider we have a, a long way to go and we have over 100 pages now. So uh, you can email us. And of course, um, you know, uh, with with, with uh, Mr. Mailstone, uh, it's, it's messages if you send me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that fun stuff. So I'm going to read a few that come from Instagram. Okay, Appetite for Distortion on Instagram. Uh, this is from Paul Spencer. He writes, uh, Being English, I love that you had Billy Duffy and Ginger Wildheart on your show. Great stuff. Thank you, Paul. Uh, this is from Rodrigo Doomhammer, which I hope is your real name, which I pro- probably is not. Uh, hi, Brando. I'm a big fan of your podcast. I'm from Rio, and I follow GNR since 1991 after watching the Rock and Rio 91 shows on live TV. My first concert was on uh, 1992 uh, in Rio during the User Illusion Tour. Uh, that night was insane. Axel was really pissed off and stomped, uh, stopped the crowd a few times because the crowd was wild. After knocking on Heaven's door, uh, he stormed off the stage and didn't come back. The, ro- the show was over. I was in uh, Rock and Rio uh, 2001 as well. Cheers, bro. Thank you so much. And it's great. Uh, he's, he's so funny. And I got more messages from him. And he's like, oh, you know, sorry for the long messages. I get excited with everybody. Every, everything related to the band. Cheers. No, that's, that's fine. I love it. You know, message me. That's, that's kind of uh, the point of it all. You know, I, I can't always respond in kind other than acknowledgement because I just can't sit there having like text conversations. But I'll use this opportunity to, you know, acknowledge you and, uh, you know, get your name on the podcast. And hopefully you get a kick out of it when you hear yourself. And this is one I really got a kick up out of. Uh, I mentioned, I want to say, I, I air quote mentioned his name. I believe he was in the episode with the uh, no, Nothing Lasts Forever ladies. And I said this guy has listened to, I think, all five years of my podcast in five months. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, his name is Phil Johnston. He's from the UK. And I've heard that before where... People are just finding me and catch up. I don't know if it's ever been done in five months. That's crazy. And, and how did he do it in five months? Well, he listened to it at two times the speed. At first I say, how do you even understand that? How do you understand me? Because I feel I have a problem with talking too fast as it is. That's why I'm just, you know, I'll, I'll take time and breathe and pause. Otherwise, I'm going to be uh, the Micro Machines guy. I get too excited. Uh, but apparently it is uh, neck of the woods. They speak really fast, so he's used to it. And he gave me an example of how he listens to me. So you're going to listen to the AFD show the same way Phil from the UK listens to it. Same here. That's why I made the, the decision that you know, there was one time, and I always be completely open with it. I mean, this is uh, you know, a few years ago at the time. I'm like, I, I can't keep crying myself to sleep. I have to do something. And at the time, I didn't believe in therapy. You know, I didn't believe in medication. Uh, yes, you are right that there are the pharmaceutical companies that overprescribe. But you know, just like how you, you mentioned, like with your dad, uh, heroin is a disease. So is uh, or some um, you know uh, mental health. You know, where depression is a disease. Where you have you're not getting the right serotonin. And I, and I feel it now that you know, I've tried getting off medication. I'm like, why am I? So why am I so angry all the time now? Like, and I'll be honest with you. And I love that's the example that he sent me. 
me talking about mental health and my, my mental problems. <laughs> wow, that is crazy. I couldn't, the fact that you listen to five years worth of podcasts like that, I mean, thank you. Thank you, Phil. And thank you to everybody who reaches out. And, uh, you know, a lot of fans of the podcast that are, are as dedicated, honestly, as Phil, who find out we're still being found five years later. That's why I'm never going to be like, oh, appetite for distortion. I'm too cool. No, no. There's a lot of work we need to do. A lot of work we still need to do. And I need your help. I need people like Phil to find us. You know, tell your friends about it. Tell your friends, you know, this isn't just, yeah, it's for Guns N' Roses fans. But look at this. Charlotte Flair, you don't have a wrestling fan in your life that would love to hear just a cool short interview with Charlotte Flair or, you know, Pauly Shore or, you know, all these random people. I always bring up Pauly Shore. All these random, and I tweeted this the other day and I appreciate the, uh, the sentiments I got back, but I would love to just reach a point in my career where random celebrities are contacting me just to talk about Guns N' Roses. You know, just some random actor, you know, like, hey, I just listened to Appetite for Distortion, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I just listened to the User Illusion albums, and I want to talk about it. And they just, you know, where are they going to talk about it, really, other than here? So I, I'd like to, for that to happen. So uh, just, just tell people about it. And, and a lot of you do it. If you see a celebrity on Instagram or Twitter wearing a Guns N' Roses shirt, and thank you for doing it, you tag me in it. And I try to make it happen. I did try to reach out because I saw it was on... Uh, I mean, I, I watched the show Entourage when it was on on HBO. I wasn't a huge fan. I didn't dislike it. I just was not... I mean, I just wasn't... It wasn't like my, my main thing. You know, I saw a lot of the episodes. I don't know if I ever saw the movie, but I know enough about it. Anyway, somebody sent me... Because they're doing a podcast about that, uh, some of the actors. And one of them, uh, Kevin Connolly, who played E on it, is uh, I know he's a big Islanders fan, and uh, he's apparently a big Guns N' Roses fan. And Matt Dillon, who was also in the show, uh, when the Guns N' Roses came up, he told this funny story about him and Axel hanging out back in the day, going to a pancake house or whatever. So I reached out to Kevin Conley, tried to get him on the show. Nothing. Didn't hear back. Very, uh, actually really disappointed with that one. I mean, I'm a local, I'm a Long Island guy, Islander fan, GNR fan. Why wouldn't you want to do this podcast? I don't know. So hopefully in, in the future, we will, we will get him. And uh, I, can, I can say that with somewhat confidence because Charlotte Flair, I've wanted to obviously get her for a long time. I mentioned it on the episode, you know, with, uh, with Drew McIntyre and when we had CM Punk on. And I will say, I think it's a little bit of a landmark getting Charlotte Flair on because some of these interviews, the short ones, are through my job. The one I work for, as you listen to the podcast, know I work for Premier Radio Networks, iHeartRadio, and we put on this, these radio morning radio tours, and she's obviously promoting the WWE's Most Wanted Treasures, and you get a short amount of time with them. So it was a few years ago, she did a, a radio tour, I believe promoting, I think, I think it was her book, or it might have been a co-book with her and her dad, Ric Flair. And I just I saw that she was coming in, and I guess I, I, the podcast was maybe like a year old or something like that. And I just said to my boss, I'm like, hey, you know, if there's an opportunity, you know, I have this podcast, let me know. If not, I completely understand. And at the time, he was like, well, it, it booked up really quick. So, you know, but uh, maybe next time. And that was kind of like, oh, oh, I, I can ask. I can, I can actually ask to get on these 
these radio tours. And over time, proving myself, especially with the, you know, if you notice like the Billy Duffy interview, went, uh, you know, got a, a real nice article in Ultimate Classic Rock, proving myself and proving this podcast to be something really viable, getting some big time guests, including Charlotte Flair. So really, really excited. So now uh, who else is there left? As far as I know, with WWE, uh, people who are big into Guns N' Roses, I know Kevin Owens, uh, Sami Zayn, they've talked about Chinese democracy. So, you know, I want more of that. I, I want to do more of that. I'm happy that I'm getting more into the wrestling thing. But now I want to get more into uh, sports. I want to get some more athletes on here to talk about Guns N' Roses. Once the hockey season is over with uh, hopefully as uh, the Islanders as Stanley Cup champions, I am going to reach out to uh, Luke Robitaille, uh, legendary uh, Los Angeles Kings player, because when I spoke to uh, when I spoke to uh, Fred Corey, who does sonic branding for the LA Kings, he recommended, he's like, you should get on Luke Robitaille. And I reached out to the LA Kings, and they said, maybe, you know, check into with us when this season's over. So it'll be really cool if we get athletes. So if you guys know, especially, I'm a, I'm a dumb American. I don't know uh, the football players, you know, the, the soccer players, you know, that kind of football player. I don't, you know, I don't, other than, uh, you know, Ronaldo, I don't really know that that side of sports or, you know, rugby or anything. So if, if for those of you, you know, who live on the other side of the pond and are familiar with the other kinds of sports and you hear of like, oh, this, this athlete likes Guns N' Roses. And as always, if you help me book a guest, you could be a co-host. So just start planting more seeds, planting more seeds. And I'll plant these seeds. Next episode, uh, I did allude to it a little bit, uh, Danny Filth. From Cradle of Filth. And also, uh, we're, going to go, we're going to do an Appetite for Discovery. And we're going to be speaking with Mac Mullins of the band The CEO. Very cool. You know, uh, he's, you know he, he's an actual CEO, you know, finally making his rock star dreams come true. You know, I believe he's, he, he's 50, but a really cool band featuring Vince Hornsby of Seven Dust. And they're a really cool band. So that'll be... The next episode, okay? So I will tell you that. Uh, upcoming guests, I still, um, Josh Todd is still on the docket uh, to be a repeat guest. And as far as other people, well, you're just going to have to find out. Social media is the best way. Facebook.com slash the AFD show. Uh, Twitter at the AFD show. Uh, Instagram, as I read some of those messages from, uh, from you earlier. Or email and that's probably the best way if you want to, you know, be a part of Doug Goldstein's autobiography. Ask some, uh, ask some cool questions. So what is to come in the future? Okay. Well, I told you some of it, but still, let's end the episode the same way we always do. So what is to come on the AFD show? Well, the words of Axel Rhodes concerning Chinese democracy. You'll see it. I don't know as soon as the word. security, I'm going home.